<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the National Film Tribune presents Anchor Movie Talk with your host, uh, William Christian Praise. This is episode nine. Uh, today, I am re- uh, really excited. I can't even talk because of how excited I am to bring on this guest. Uh, I haven't done this since like the old iteration of my podcast where I brought in a, a person that I know personally that I've uh, uh, grown up with as a teenager, so to speak, and um, have known for, I guess, the, what's um, the adult part of my life as of right now. Um, and this guy is so cool. He's the way I always do this when I bring people on the show. So um, I always compare them to like where I could give them a visual cue and like a bit of an audio cue of what my friend that I'm bringing on could like be similar to in like the entertainment industry. So basically yeah. this guy is the Franco brothers, a little bit more Hispanic. I don't think they're Hispanic, <laughs> but he's like a Hispanic, like Franco brother, like both of them put together. So that's the only way I can compare him to, um, I guess also to like, uh, Taika Waititi in a way. I feel like you'd be a really good director in, like, the vein of Taika Waititi who did Thor Ragnarok. Because you're, like, you just go with the flow scene. You don't give a fuck because you already know you're weird. But, um, and you're Steven, so. Uh, but basically, uh, I kind of said his name twice. But, esteemed guest, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, how's it going? My name's Steven Franco. Yeah. What do you do, Steven? What do you want to be in the, in the entertainment industry? Um... I want to be an actor, man. I want to make it into the big leagues. I feel you, bro. I feel and, you. And I know, I know I could do it working with you. I know that for a fact. Damn, bro. I know. And uh, this is literally like, if I can compare our friendship, it's literally like Seth Rogen and James Franco and like when they started making like really good ass comedy movies, like The Interview and Pineapple <laughs> Express and shit. That's basically my relationship with this guy that we're meeting right now. And um, we were friends in high school I know this guy all the time. This this man's always smiling. That's like that's he and he has that that Francoism where he's like, <laughs> and he's like, like supernaturally just cool for some reason. Um, even me, I'm cool too, but you know he's just too cool for school basically. Um, but yeah, it's I'm honored to have you on the show, Stephen. Thank you for coming on the show for one. I uh, very much appreciate it because I remember this is a, I, we're going to probably get into a lot of tangents uh, or I will at least where um, there was like, I don't for like our high school senior project. I remember you said you wanted to host the show. So like, this is, I feel like having you on the show is like really, really cool to just have you on the show. And um, yeah. yeah. So, Thank you. And this regards to the topic. Now let's get back down to business to business. The topics <laughs> we're going to be discussing today are so at first, we were going to do a lot just since I just talked, oh, man, hold on. Since I just talked a whole lot with another person about some of the other topics, there's still a lot left where we're going to be talking about, give me one second, stupid phone of mine. So we're going to be talking about Kingsman 3 to conclude with Exit Story and um, the Ron Tomatoes verification process being changed and also Christopher Nolan's um, actors that are joining his newest project. So... Starting off with Kingsman 3. The Kingsman movies are a series of films that have come out in regards to kind of like a new James-esque, over-the-top James Bond movies type of thing that they got going on. Matthew Vaughn has directed both of them, I believe. He uh, came back for the sequel, which he didn't do for Kick-Ass, but uh, the movies have been 
for the most part, uh, acclaimed, very critically acclaimed, and audience loved, uh, audience loved, basically, audience crazed. And the second one was, like, mixed to positive, but still positive nonetheless, when it made the money it needed to make, I guess. They're also planning to do a prequel in the near future after the conclusion of Kingsman 3. I don't know if the prequel comes out next year or the year after, or the year after Kingsman 3, but uh, I know that's coming out soon. However, uh, Taron Edgerton said that uh, in a report while he was doing the Rocketman junket that um, that Kingsman 3 or someone had said that Kingsman 3 is going to conclude his story along with Colin Farrell, who plays like his mentor slash now sidekick since he's kind of been the main part of the, the show. Um, so what are your yeah. thoughts on this, Stephen, about the idea of Eggsy, who we followed in the beginning of this story, seeing his story come to a close as a Kingsman serviceman? Dude, honestly, I cannot wait for it. Because when I seen the first one, I was kind of skeptical about the whole like right. thing. But like, it kind of, it kind of like grew on me. I don't know. Like, yeah. I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie. I liked it a lot actually. Mm. And then like the second one, I, it really blew my mind. I like the whole process um homeboy coming back from the dead what's right. his name the, the guy the guy for, that came back from the dead i forgot his um, name but i know what you're talking about um the guy it's basically yeah. he's like mentor his teacher yeah yeah his his mentor when his mentor came back right. it okay when, before i say when his mentor came back when his mentor died right. no cap i cried <laughs> damn <bro. laughs> Not gonna lie, right. it was that good of a movie, or am I the only one that thinks that? No, no, no. Yeah, I obviously the 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 money that it made back and the audience praise that it got. Of course, you're not the only one that thinks that. I thought it was a good movie too. We got we got a lot of we got one of the greatest like action scenes I've ever seen in my life with the fucking church scene that uh, that went down. Right. And Samuel Jackson right? was hilarious, and I've never seen him play a character like that ever. Um, and Sophia Butella, who was kind of introduced to us through that movie, and she's gone on to do a lot of great stuff. The lady that was his sidekick in that movie, she's really good at yeah, um, yeah. at acting, and um, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad she got her rise off that film because it's a very noteworthy. Even Taron Edgerton, that's where he got his start. Um, with, nobody knew him before that movie, so uh, I'm glad that he's finding success now in a lot of other movies and a lot of other projects that he's doing. Um, so oh, least, no, what what. Isn't oh, he doing like Robin Hood right now or something? Robin yeah, Hood he did. Stopped, he did Robin Hood. Like, that one, um, that one kind of flopped at the box office, but that wasn't his fault. I don't, yeah. I don't know for that. Um, but he, he did said that was, a... it was Jamie Foxx's fault. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was Jamie Foxx. It was just a weird movie, man. I thought it was gonna be like in the vein of King Arthur, where it's like bad but good still. I love King Arthur, yeah. the most recent one. Oh my Jesus! People are like fighting outside of my house right now. Anyways, the. So the Why? idea of like <laughs> Kingsman three, <laughs> Kingsman three concluding. Do you think they'll both die, or do you think like you know maybe his mentor? Will, I don't think his mentor will die again. I think they'll have a happy ending. Do you think they'll have a happy ending, or do you think something will happen uh, and one of them will die? I, I kind of hope he does die. Is that is that fucked up? You know. No, no, no that's not fucked is that up. Hey, bro, that's your opinion, I bro. Like, I, it's okay to think I, whatever you want to think, bro. I feel like a death would give him more justice, you know? Because, yeah. you know, he's like this super badass agent. If he goes out with, you know, a, uh, you know, some fairy tale ending where he just like ends up with a girl, you know, mm. and just like lives, 
lives an old life. Like, that's kind of lame. Like, yeah. no. Like, he's an exciting, kick-ass agent right. that has to go out there and has to save the world. He has to die saving the world. That's mm. how I see it. Yeah. Damn, bro. Like, it was kind of kind of like uh like a like an Iron Man thing, you know, like right. uh, in Endgame. You watched yeah. Endgame, right? Right, right. Of course, bro. You are spoiler right. alert! Spoiler alert! My bad, my bad. <laughs> but anyway, you, you get the you get the point. Yeah, yeah. Get I get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you see, I got you, bro. I got you. And um, yeah, like. What do you think? I think that I feel like because it's I've never seen like Matthew Vaughn do that. I think I feel like they might have a handy happy ending. Cause uh, they've been like teasing that he get he's gonna get married to that like princess or whatever in the first two movies and um and I feel like he'll have like oh you know what I scratch that I think if he does die he'll have a kid in the third movie like his wife will be pregnant and then that kid will you know eventually like be a kingsman and stuff like that and I think that's how the movie will end if it ends with him dying like I think that they'll have like I, a kid you know what I mean or something of that sort yeah I. I can see that, and I'd be pretty satisfied with that. Too. Yeah, you know, if he had a kid, right? And he just like, then you know, somehow brought his kid. In. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, I know, um, I know. But I like, I like, uh, I loved all the Kingsman movies. I'm hoping for great things with this one. And uh, do you have any like closing thoughts you want to give on on this story of Kingsman three ending, Eggsy's story, and also his mentor's uh, story as well? Um. We can move on if you don't have any closing thoughts. I'm being honest. I just want to say that I hope somehow his mentor, or you know what? No, yeah, it's whatever. This <laughs> 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah. All right, then. Uh, so then, I guess we'll be moving on. So <laughs> let me let me get this to work. So, Ron Tomatoes has uh, placed a verification process where now if you want to review something on their site, you have to show, like, have proof that you saw the movie beforehand or show some type of proof that you saw the movie beforehand in order to get your review up the same time as, like, critics have them up or something like that if you go to, like, a private screening and stuff. So, um, with the the culture that we're in now where... People, if they don't like a movie, they'll go downvote the shit out of it until Kingdom Come before the day the day it even comes out. Uh, I don't. I'm really okay with this rule. I mean, I'm not a critic and I'm not a fan that goes on Rotten Tomatoes to do all that hard work of creating all these fake accounts or doing this and that, whatever, and downvoting it because it's just too much work for me and my taste. But some people they do see it, and those people whose voices don't get heard because they get looped in with people that really do hate movies for the wrong reasons or shit on movies right away because they want it to be portrayed a certain way. Uh, which sucks because yeah, everybody it. works really, really hard on movies. Even the bad movies, people work hard on them. Believe it or not, um, yeah. people, it takes two to three years to make a feature film in Hollywood sometimes. And especially if it's like a high-budget film like TMNT, that probably the most recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, that probably took more than a year to make, uh, believe it or not, uh, even though it wasn't that good. And um, that's why I always commend people that that um, that do give critical opinion, but they give it with uh, with reason and logic. They don't go, your movie sucked and this could have been better, and but they don't give you any, like, you know, any hint of maybe what they could do better or what they do, they do it so, like, with such 
yeah. uh, anger and such rage when that's not why you go to see a movie. You go to see a movie to see how a story is being told, whether you like it, dislike it, that's up to you. But um, I don't know. I'm, I agree with this like thing that they're doing by adding in a ver a new verification uh process so that we don't get people doing what they do to movies that may be good to do the same thing. You know what I mean? So how do you feel about this new verification Rotten Tomatoes is adding into their system? Honestly, I totally hate Rotten Tomatoes, dude. Damn. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes destroyed the DC. You think they destroyed you it? Get me? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, explain like, it a little bit. What okay, do you mean? Okay, 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 okay. We yeah. we get it. You know, the DC movies were kind of bad, but they weren't that bad until right. we got Rotten Tomatoes scores of like. 12% or, right. like, you know, or, you know, whatever, whatever it was, you know, they were really high, really low. I don't, I don't even know which one's which anymore. Yeah. Um, freaking, but when people see that and they hear about it and yeah. then they go and they compare it to other superhero movies, like the MCU, you know, right. Then, then they're like, Oh, well, people at Ron Tomatoes said that this movie was way better and I believe it. You know, they get this right. fixed mindset that just because Ron Tomatoes says it's going to be a good or a bad movie, they're going to be like, all right, it's going to be a good or a bad movie because right. Ron Tomatoes says it. But so as you were saying, you know, the whole strengthening their verification process, I don't know what it is that they're going to do to strengthen their process, yeah. but I really hope that there's a lot more, like, qualifications, you know, like... yeah. You know what I mean? Like Right, so people won't be able to just make or a regular movie. Right. Like there there needs turn, yeah. Yeah, there needs to be some some kind of some guidelines, you know? Like what are we even looking for? What really makes a good movie or right. a bad movie? You Not know, just people have they so like it or don't of, like it and shit. Like generally don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Some people be doing that yeah. and it gets annoying, yeah. Yeah, you know, like if I um like if I <laughs> if I uh, if I were to tell you that you know there was what is it that the Sonic movie was gonna be a bad movie, right. would you believe me? I would believe you, Stephen, because I'm your friend. But I don't know. Maybe if you ask somebody else, they wouldn't believe you. He said maybe if you ask somebody else. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I believe everything you say, bro. You like. But I feel like you'd be able to charm the person into believing you. I don't think you need that much convincing because your demeanor is really like people believe you, and then when you screw them over, they'd be really surprised. You're like the way I compare you is like Billy D. Williams to and like Star Wars, like that Lando type, where like they come off very smooth, very charming and shit. And you got some other shit in your in the back of your pocket and shit like that in a way. I mean, you're not like that in real some life. Other but, shit in the back of your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's how if like I could compare you to, like a character and like. It would be him, like in a movie. I think that's like that's like more your speed, where you can sell someone anything if you if you like tell them the way you always tell them. So, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Like, the on tomatoes does have a lot of power, and sometimes, um, I'll give them a bit of credit. Like, they're starting to be a lot more open to more of the DCU movies. They they did, um, maybe they just didn't. A lot of the people just didn't like how the DC the early DC films came out, the DCU films, um, but now they're, like, giving Aquaman a nice reviews, and they're giving Shazam pretty good, great reviews, too, and Wonder Woman also got good reviews, but other than that, I don't remember. I think, like, 
Uh, Man of Steel is out of 50, and I don't even think it deserves to be there. I love that movie a lot. But, um, <laughs> you know, everyone has their own well, opinion, so I guess. Have you ever heard about, uh, have you ever heard about how, um, people, like, buy out Rotten Tomatoes? To yeah, yeah, stores? people always say that. Have yeah. you heard about that? Yeah. That's crazy. You think that's real? I don't think so. The only reason why I don't think that's real is because that's so much work to so many different journalists and different newspaper sources that, like, people... The way critics explain it is that, like, they don't get necessarily, like, paid to give... Uh, like, obviously, Disney can refuse uh, refuse them back into their events if maybe they don't like a specific way someone is wording their review, but um, I think at the end of the day, if, like, someone... Like like you said, like a lot of people think that because majority of the films, like if if you make them watch a, a DC film over an MCU film, they'll probably rate the MCU film better. But um, or like a Disney film against a Warner Brothers film. Uh, I mean, other than like if it's like a family film, uh, then I'm pretty sure they'd still go with Disney. But if Warner Brothers, like, I mean, they're getting their stuff together now. But I've heard of like those rumblings of like, hey, like. You know, they're that's why people call them like Marvel shills and and Disney shills is because they always give them good reviews and sometimes two good reviews, um, only to stay right. like in their their guest list for events, which is like the running theory about. I got now you're making this show into like a a tinfoil conspiracy theory shit. Like I didn't know you were uh, like that, Stephen, but um, <laughs> it's like when uh, if one of your movies like hopefully they never do, but like if you were an actor and then you like. One of your movies has a bad review from Ron Tomatoes. Like, hey, they don't matter. I feel like you'll go on like right. you know, on like extra and be like, ah, fuck Ron Tomatoes, bro. They don't matter. I'm Stephen Franco, bro. Like that. I'm telling you, bro. It's like I know. I feel like you do this. You'd be like, hey, bro. And I feel like you do you do this type of shit where like you point to your head and you're like, hey, bro. It starts at the top and then like like warning the audience in that way, <laughs> like that kind of like vague shit. But you don't want to like throw Ron Tomatoes under the bus because you still want them to give you good reviews. But you'll be like, hey. It starts at the top, and then, like, you just, like, point to your head or some shit, but, um, if, if like, yeah, you, okay. if you know if I, Steven, if I had... but if you know Steven, oh. then you know what I'm saying, like, if, if, like, if the yeah. people knew you, then, like, they know why I'm saying that, because, like, you know how to say stuff without really saying stuff if you don't want to say, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, honestly, man, if I had got a, you know, a bad review from Rotten Tomatoes, like, as an actor, and, like, I had seen that, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, you know, we got a bad review. Who cares? The fuck right. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody's going to play this back one day and all the Rotten Tomatoes people are going to listen. <laughs> Everyone that's ever, like, that's ever, they're going to just watch this interview of you, like, trashing Rotten Tomatoes. But, um, I know. Yes, Rotten Tomatoes is, yeah. um, is still the most popular. Like, people use that in their, to market their movies now. Like, they always say it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because that's what the general audience knows about the most. Because it's always in the news of like movies and stuff. But um, do we have any closing thoughts on this? I'm kind of like in the vein of like, all right, good job. We'll see how it turns out. But okay, that's kind of it. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts, or do you share the same sentiments as me? Do you know like what what they're gonna do? Like what? Oh yeah, their, they, how they're gonna strengthen them? Apparently, they're um they're gonna make people take t- uh, pictures of their tickets before they review anything so the people have to i think i don't know if it's only for audiences i haven't heard them say anything about the critics having to do it but i know that if you're an audience member and you have an account with them you have to like take a picture before you review anything to make sure that you've already seen the movie you know what i mean wow that's crazy i didn't even honestly i didn't even know that 
that's actually no, that's a pretty good idea actually. I like that. Oh. But at the same time, like I don't know, so many people have so many different ideas. Right. But a lot of fans would probably be like really hardcore about it, you know. Right. But uh, no, yes. All right, so uh, I guess we're going to be moving on to the next topic. It's going to be about Christopher Nolan and uh, his new film. His new film is called Tenet, and uh, there's been like two new stars added to it. I, they believe they added Aaron Taylor Johnson, who you might recognize from uh, Un- Nocturnal Animals and Godzilla, the 2014 movie, as well as like Avengers. Uh, Age of Ultron, he played Quicksilver in that film, and also Kick-Ass, if you don't know who he is. Also directed by Matthew Vaughn, but um, he is going to be in this movie called Tenet, and also uh, apparently Robert Pattinson was cast, and also Kenneth Branagh, who's also the director of Thor, and a bunch of other great English films and British films, and uh, he's apparently going to be in the film, so what do you think about this this cast that's being collected by um, Christopher Nolan? And I believe I believe the guy that was in Moonlight, the main guy in Moonlight, is also in this movie. So, like, what do you think about this film, uh, Stephen? Like the way it's shaping up. Uh, if I'm being honest, that sounds like a pretty badass case of uh, or well, a badass group of you know right, actors. Actor, you know, that's man. a really nice casting, dude. Honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. I watched the Moonlight. It was a really good movie, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. Like, um, I I honestly, though, I don't know what Tenet's about. What's Tenet about? That, I don't know either. So I'll have to keep rambling on until I find out. I don't know if they've really released any story stuff about him. I'm going to see, like, the general concept of it, of uh, his... Yeah. But um, basically... One one of the interesting things about this casting is that Robert Pattinson has also been tapped to play uh, Batman, or not, he hasn't been tapped, but he's been rumored to play Batman for a long time in the in the new Matt Reeves movie. So the fact that he's in oh, this yeah. movie now, um, and obviously Christopher Nolan, who directed the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, such as Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises, um, he's mm-hmm. obviously uh, a part of the Warner Brothers family. And has never left the Warner Brothers family, even in um, even his departure from superhero movies. He's always released all of his movies there, and uh, I'm assuming he's going to keep working with them. But uh, the fact that he's in this movie really leads me to believe that he's going to be the new Batman, only because, you know, the same thing kind of happened for Thor, where he was in somebody else's film. Um, Chris Hemsworth, as an actor, he was in another film, and... One of the uh, the people that directed that was going to direct Avengers brought um, who Kenneth Branagh, who's in this movie, directed the first Thor movie, and he's uh, Joss Whedon was the one that suggested Thor for or Chris Hemsworth for the role of Thor, even though he wasn't he wasn't really considered until like until like his brother was released from the part and didn't get the part, so which I think is kind of funny because I want his brother to play right. uh, to play Beta Ray Bill who's like the the moose-wielding um, a god himself, or he becomes the moose-wielding god, um, because of their natural brother history, obviously, which I think would be funny and cool at the same time. But um, That would be cool. I didn't even think about that. But yeah. um, did you hear about how they're going to hire uh, Vanessa Hudgens for the movie, too? Yeah, that they might get her as, as Catwoman, Cat which is weird because I don't see her as a Catwoman. There's this other girl. I don't know what? if you've seen Baby Driver. What? I don't want her as Catwoman, bro. It's weird. Like, uh, I don't know. She, Vanessa, she, 
Look, you you always think that because you've seen her in high school music. <laughs> Honestly, <like> yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah, and, she said basically, uh, yeah. I saw her in this Netflix bro, movie when mom was watching. Dude, she is so gorgeous, man. She is hot. Well, yeah, hot but she stuff. has to be a good actress, too. Like, look, look, just hear my pitch for, like, one second. So, I was thinking, have you seen Baby Driver, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I see Baby Driver. Yeah, so you know that um that Hispanic girl that's a part of their like crew, uh, John Hamm's girlfriend in the movie. Um, apparently yeah, yeah. she was in early talks to be a Catwoman in the Birds of Prey movie with Warner Brothers, and to me that's a better choice right there because she's proven that she's already a good actress, and she's to me she's hotter than um Vanessa Hudgens, but um but she's also okay, a good actress, maybe. you know what I mean? So I feel her more yeah. a Catwoman than. And also, I feel like, you know, they also take Kristen Bell or Kristen Stewart from Twilight. <laughs> she said she would be like a good Catwoman. Um, but I was like, just stop. Just stop. Please stop. I get it. But, you I, know. I, I don't know. Like, I've seen, I seen some fan art, you know, of uh, of Homeboy with, you know, the, the cowl on. Mm-hmm. And not he didn't have the he didn't have the mask or anything, but he just had the whole the whole suit on. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I could totally see this guy as right. Batman, that, yeah. as a really young Batman. And, and if if he's a Batman, then right. I can definitely see Vanessa Hudgens as the uh, as Catwoman. You know, it just right. seems like a really good. Um, I, I don't know. I get this really good sense for it. Right, right. They just, and I feel you on that one. You like, know, so young too right right and and like you said like they do sign these people up for multiple like contracts of movies like six to seven sometimes so um it's definitely possible that she can be in talks with them and uh and like you said like everyone has a different perspective on movies which is why i love this show and um like you said maybe you think vanessa hudgens is a stronger casting and and i'm totally wrong uh and and vice versa so to me it's like no matter what, nobody's no. wrong here, and we have our different opinions of the casting. But nonetheless, we know that Catwoman has to be hot, which is the main, which is the main part. I'm just kidding. She also has to right? be an actress. Um, but she just has to be. She has to. She just has to stand out the way Br- Batman stands out in her own way is what we're trying to say. So if that yeah, whoever they get can do it. that, then that's like I. The only reason why I wouldn't go for Kristen Stewart is because one, that's too close to home, and I would rather have her play someone else, like a Poison Ivy or something like that, or. Something down the line where we've established this this new guy as Batman and Robert Pattinson. I mean, I already kind of went on a length about this, but some people don't know that he's become a really really great actor now. And same with Kristen Stewart, they both have done indie films to kind of wash away their Twilight um, stigma on them. But um, I like how Taylor Lautner was the only one not to survive that. But uh, I guess um, he's the only one. <laughs> yeah. So apparently. There's no um, premise on the movie. The it's only the 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 title and the yeah it's just it just has a title. So all right now is that we know is that it's called Tenet and the rest of the cast is everyone that I mentioned, including Michael Caine and Clemens Posey and Dimple Kabidia, whoever that is. So, um, <laughs> so how do you feel yeah, about the, the prospect of this? Uh, oh, it stars um John David Washington from Black Klansman as well. Um, so the the main guy in Black Clans, not the, the guy. The main from guy, Moonlight. yeah. Dude, that guy. Okay, that guy is way better than uh than the guy from Moonlight. Yeah, no yeah. cap. And but, um, he said no cap the week. But uh, I was just saying like he's, <laughs> he's uh, it's it's nice that he's getting more work because that's uh, 
Well, one, that's Denzel Washington's kid. But he's also a really good actor in his own right. If you've seen Black Klansman, he was really good in that That's movie. Denzel Washington's kid? Yeah, like that's his real-life blood relative son, like his firstborn son or something. Get the fuck out of here. Are I'm you so serious? serious, bro. Yeah, I'm serious. That's why he's... Uh, bro, I, how he, did I not know that? He used to be a football player. That's why I heard before he became an actor. Okay, that makes sense. But, but dude, his yeah, son has the chops. Right, bro. right. Black, Black Klansman was a good movie. Right. So good. Yeah. Bro, and he, he's he been in other films, too, that I've seen him in. Um, Damn. I'm trying to remember a film. He's been but in I know, a, I know Ballers, he, too, in uh, HBO's Ballers. He's in that show, and uh, he did this French film that uh, got a lot of buzz about, like, this police brutality shit that it was on, but um, it was, like, a good movie that he was in about police brutality as well that, I, that I've seen. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, he I don't said know. Ballers, right? Yeah, he's been on Ballers. He was like, the show? Uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely, definitely remember him from there. Was he played like a like a wide receiver or something? Yeah, huh? yeah. I remember that. I remember that. But yeah, so uh, what? But what are your thoughts on this movie, bro? I still even asked you your thoughts. I'm trying to get your thoughts. Like, what do you think about these cast? I mean, well, you kind of gave me your thoughts, but so then my question to you is like, one, what do you think this movie's about? And two, when do you think it's gonna come out? Mm. What do I think this movie is going to be about? Yeah. I hope it's about... I I hope it's n- not another superhero movie. I'm kind of tired of superhero movies. <laughs> um, I hope it's like a drama. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Some sort of... Um, but didn't not, you not see Dunkirk? Action-y. Huh? Did you see Dunkirk, his last film? About like the the about like World War Two, it was like World a, War Two. Yeah, like it was like a movie where like all the soldiers had to evacuate the city because it was like compromised or anything, and the whole movie was like about that. You didn't yeah, see? dude, I didn't hear about that. Damn, bro, you gotta watch it. I heard it was good. I haven't watched it either, but I need to watch it. <laughs> you said I haven't. <laughs> hey, bro, I I suggest good stuff, bro. That's what I do, bro. I I move the needle. Okay, okay. Then I join the hey, needle. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Um. Just talking about suggesting good stuff. Have you seen Brightburn? I have, bro. What'd you think about that? I loved it, bro. I fucking loved it. it you was loved great. it? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of loved it too. I'm not gonna lie. Right, it got really good. like, dude. I it kind of felt like I was watching like some Mortal Kombat though. It was, right. it was pretty gory, dude. Yeah, it was but, really dark, bro. That shit was cold though. Yeah. That's why I liked it, to be honest. But I, yeah, I liked it too. I hope they do like some evil verse thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be dope. Verse. Yeah, that'll be super. But dope. I would but, like uh, to see anyways, that kid yeah. as an adult, to be honest. And I know that we're not supposed to be talking about this yet, but I would like to see that kid as an adult, <laughs> to be honest. Like that movie is so cold. Like I would love to see him grow up being even more like sadistic in a way. Like I want him to become Thanos, like in a way, like where we see him get smarter and get more wiser and not just be like some killing machine. You know what I mean? Like, if he's yeah. going to be bad, make him a little bit more smarter, like, smart bad. Yeah. Just bad bad, so. Smart bad. Right. But, well, um, I mean, I don't I don't know, man. If I, if I'm being honest, if he's more, like, bad bad, like how, like how he is right now, just more, like, killer killer yeah. wise, I feel like it makes him more scary. Yeah, but for sure. That's if you, true. if you make him more smarter, like, like uh, like Thanos and give him more of a background like yeah. they kind of did I mean this was like right. <laughs> right. you know 
and then you kind of get more of a feel for him. I did get a feel for the kid. I'm not going to lie. I felt yeah. kind of bad for him. Same. But then once he started going off and everything. Yeah, I was, I was out. Yeah. Once he killed. Once he killed his Spoiler mom, alert! I yeah, spoiler it. alert, y'all. Just, just so y'all know. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Because <laughs> I covered it before you said it, but... All right, all right, say it again. What's it called? Uh, just before, like, he he uh, he dropped his mom. Yeah. I passed out, you know? I was yeah, just same, like, bro. Wow. I was like, no way. I Dude, when, they, when he did it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was just like, damn. Yeah! I was like crazy. I was like, shit. I was sitting there like, damn, bro. This one, we didn't pull no punches. As soon as he did that, I was like, because I thought if anything, like, you know, the serial killer always leaves the suspect, like, oh, a survivor to tell the story of what happened or whatever. Right. Like, this movie yeah. can do that, and I was a big fan of that. Like, the fact that he yeah. killed... He took down a Everybody. plane just so that he can cover up yes. his death. Like that is crazy that he co- the way he covered yes. it. But it's great. Like that's a great thinking that like you know he would do the like after everything we've seen up to that point. Like you would uh, you would understand why he did this and so on and so forth. So I, that's a really good movie, bro. I really want to see yeah. more from from that from that world, dude. I don't care what yeah. the story is, but I just want to see more of it. It's, it's a really cool concept. Right. Really cool story. Did you did you stay for uh for the ending like credits and all that stuff all that extra stuff at the end? Yeah, like when they're talking about like all these other evil people that are like or like other stuff like the water and the witch and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you know, that's cold. That was pretty cold. I like that. Hell yeah, dude. Same. I was like, yo, this. Let's get like, it. I, there's definitely there's definitely gonna be like a a number two or something. You right. Know? There has to be. There has to be. There's definitely. There's probably gonna be like another ten movies. Who knows? <laughs> right. And honestly, like we never really know. Like this movie did make money at the box office. I like how we're not even talking about Christopher Nolan anymore. This is like the quickest time. Like, I know. I know. Movie, like just bust out Christopher <laughs> Nolan in his life. But um, but honestly, like right. that movie is really good. Like, and I I was telling people like, and because I did a review on it. Uh, check it out on this on this same um, like kind of thing we got going on here. This uh, podcast. But I was, like, commending the direction and the cast and the writing was good. Was good. Although, like, I, I started to – I liked it in the beginning. But I started to love it a lot more when they got away from all the superhero garbage. Like, not superhero garbage, the Superman uh, beats, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, once they got past all the Superman stuff, like, making it feel like that, I was like, all right, here we yeah. go. Like, when he started to disrespect the parents and so on and so forth, like, I was like, now I'm in. And I was like, now this yeah. is the original movie. And I was so excited to see where, like, when he discovers his powers. And they even made it look a little bit like Man of Steel. Like, they shot it like Man of Steel. They made it sound like Man of Steel. And I love when they always Dude. do this thing where they're, like, where they give you all this hopeful-ass music and shit, making you think everything's going to turn out all good. Then, like, he gets mad at them or he kills them or he does this and he does that. And I'm like, wow. Like, I love how they keep doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I, yeah. It was a good ass movie, man. Like man. in like everything you just said, true was like totally true. You know, right. as soon as they got away from all the Superman stuff, it really became its own film. Right. You know, right. and it's like, wow, show me more. <laughs> right. Uh, honestly, I was like, man, this movie was. It was like because I went to go see it like late because I wanted to see like this and Booksmart. I don't know if you've seen Booksmart, and um. I also watched uh, another film. I watched Aladdin too. Did you like Aladdin, Steven? Did you watch it? Or... Dude, I have not. I have not seen Aladdin yet. Man, it was I... either it was either watch Aladdin or watch Brightburn. For the little film, I feel um, you. Yeah. Huh? Support the indie film, I feel you, bro. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna lie. I kind of, I kind of wish I did watch Aladdin though. I wanna, I wanna see Will Smith as the genie, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, you know, like a lot of people are just like not really happy with him being genie. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of cool, but at the same time, like the mantle has to be passed on eventually. Right. You know. Right. R.I.P. Robert Williams. <laughs> you'll take on a role like that, Stephen. Like one day when you become an actor, bro, you'll have like that one role. Like it was, oh, why this guy, bro? Or maybe they might be the opposite because oh, I feel like they'll have that like that type of thing. But I think no matter what, no whoever was gonna play the genie was gonna be hated a little bit in the beginning. And then the, the Dude, trailers, yeah, definitely. The trailers really let down the whole movie because the movie's actually pretty good. But people made it seem like it was bad because of like the trailers. The trailers aren't good. I'm not gonna lie, but. The movie is amazing. I liked it, so I think you'll like it. But yeah. I also did a review for that. Right. Plug in, plug in every day, bro. But I did a review for that too. Check it out on the podcast, bro. Um, <laughs> and, then, uh, and yeah, so like, uh, wow, we were just talking about Brightburn, bro. Forget about this, though. No. <laughs> I know, I know. Wait, well, back, go. <laughs> Nolan, bro, where you at? He said, Nah. Yeah, hey. But let's bring him back. Let's bring him back. Okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's for real. Yeah, I feel like he's a little kid and shit. All right, you come back, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. I didn't know Chris Nolan was a little kid, bro. But yeah, what, what were you want to say about Christopher Nolan, bro? I loved Batman. No, I'm just kidding. Love Batman, bro. Isn't everybody, bro? Everybody loves Batman, bro. Very true. But um, no, man. I I just really hope that his uh his film is like something kind of like. The Dark Knight, where it's just like there's a really good casting and there's a lot of story to it that has to right. be told. A lot of like, whoa, I can't believe that just happened, right. you know. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and cool. even though you just told me about it, it sounds like it's gonna be a good ass movie, man. Right. And um, you uh, so like you know how like people usually when they see a movie they go if like they know what what the movie's about or they know the characters like Aladdin or Godzilla or Avengers and they're usually like sequels and stuff, um or like remakes or reboots and stuff. So my question, my one of my last questions to you is like, if like let's say if you had the chance to see like, uh, let's say Star Wars or event or the new Avengers movie or the new Christopher Nolan movie. What would you personally go see if you had to choose? If I had to go see the new Star Wars new or the new Avengers or yeah. what? Uh, Star Star Wars or Avengers? They and they could both be in the same category or a Christopher Nolan movie. Like, which one do you would you personally go see? If I'm being a hundred percent honest, dude, Avengers all the way. Like. The last going Star down the Wars river trailer. again, bro. He said, "Get out, get back out, Nolan, get back out." <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah, keep going, bro. Dude, like Star uh, Star Wars Avengers is the Star Wars of our time. Dude. Right. If you think about it, if you yeah. really, really think about it, like Star really? Wars was the sh- like the season right. back in the day. It's you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And everyone like loved it, fell in love with it. Sci-fi, you know, right. got you all should, this crazy yeah. space stuff going on. Yeah. Yep, a lot of relatable stuff. Except Avengers took it to the next level. You right. know, they brought in like 
multiple so movies. many people yeah. yeah multiple movies that all somehow connect to each other right it's crazy what they're doing and it's crazy the way i would like, be you, a part of what they're doing yeah that would be cool and um the crazy thing about it is that like like you said like they have all these characters and all these actors in these movies and we got a conclu- one of the best conclusions to the story and uh mm-hmm. and like you said like if you really look at it it really is like our modern mythology and like our star wars for the time like people kept comparing infinity war to the empire strikes back because of what it did to like our generation is like we never seen like an ending like that because we were so sure that they were gonna fucking win yeah. <laughs> so like when I, even <laughs> me when i saw her i was like i was like now i know how those people fell in when like luke when uh darth Vader told luke he was his dad and everybody was flipping out about that shit because uh, nobody right? coming that's in. That's what I'm saying. Like, honestly, oh, yeah, definitely. That's some crazy shit. But, yeah, that, those movies are great. I like how, again, Christopher Nolan's to the wayside. But um, do you have any, like, thing else you want to – since, like, we basically talked about everything we could talk about. Um, uh, do you, This is, like, usually the part of the show where I let the guests kind of talk about what they like to talk about. It could be movies, books, video games, um, a project that they're working on, anything like that. Do you want to talk about anything else, Stephen, before we sign off? Are you good? Well, just before I say anything, I just want to say, I just want to ask you something. Yeah. Infinity War or Endgame? Which one was better and why? Damn, that's a good question, bro. I, you're the only guest on this show that's asked me questions, bro. <laughs> the only guest. <laughs> My this bad. is the ninth episode. No, I'm, I'm saying that as a good thing because, like, nobody ever asked me nothing, bro. They never asked me my opinion back. I'm just like, <laughs> All right, and then I just move on to the next shit, waiting for them to say some shit. But, um, hey, you I'm, know what? No, fuck them guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I remember gonna watch this episode just hear you talk shit. But, um, basically, I know. Um, I'm just kidding, guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, God. I think I loved Infinity War. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with Infinity War only because, Definitely. like, the way they made the villain, the the lead character of the movie, is a really bold choice. Like, that'd be like if we followed Darth Vader in, like, a third movie after Empire Strikes Back leading up to that moment. It would, like, I feel like that's what it would have been like. Um, where we just saw him killing folks left and right. He attacks Leia, attacks uh, Han, and then Luke comes after that. That's, like, that's, to me, that's a great movie. And um, we got to see the characters at their lowest and at their most desperate. Uh, actually, I feel like that's more Endgame, so I can't really say that. But we saw them p- push to their limits as if as no one has in their own singular own movie. So it took yeah, it took everyone to beat this man, um, and they still couldn't do it um, because they were all so divided and so um, um, fighting for different reasons and such, and and not able to really meld together like they do in the next movie. But yeah. and then Josh Brolin, bro. Thanos, that man was a fucking goonie. So the fact that he even played a character that <laughs> to me is like, wow, like how do you go from like this soft, sweet caring older brother in the Goonies to Thanos, bro? Like that's like yeah. crazy range right there. <laughs> and um I'm over here sitting there like, this man is a goonie. Like after this, people are still gonna call him a goonie and Thanos at the same time. Yeah. Goonie Thanos, bro, but I don't know. And then yeah. like, also like the way um the way he portrayed him, like in a way, he kind of, like, reminded me of my dad. Not with all, like, the fucked up shit, but um, the idea of, like... Not with all the fucked up shit. But the idea of, like... not with all the torture or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I just come home and just tortures my brother to tell him, to the friend to tell me what's, what's going on. But, um, like, the idea of, like, how important fathers are 
and the MCU and him being the ultimate big baddie and wanting to save everyone and having this God complex. And then also, but also being wise in his attack on the Avengers and coming at them when they were all divided and very weak. And when um, the the timing was right for him to come. I mean, I didn't know if he knew that back. Um, like if he knew that they had broken up the Avengers or whatever and all that, but he came at the right time, yeah. the right moment. And his performance, like the way how big he is and how like, how um he seems so regal and so larger than life is the way I've always looked at my dad, and like he's every time someone some someone else sees my dad, they always say this, they used to say the same thing when I was a kid. So it's like that Gamora scene with with um him and Gamora at like the at her home planet like reminded me of like me and my dad like when he would come and pick me up from school he would like have a serious talk with me and like that idea of like fathers and their children is like really important they really stress that with him being the main character in the movie um and yeah i don't know and i and the way he looked it's like it's crazy that they got so much uh like it, it just goes to show how far technology has come for filmmakers um yeah. especially because the, the first iron man i went back to watch it it still looks good even in a, and it was made in 2008 so i'm kind of like all in for anything marvel but um but uh, the reason why i brought up chris nolan at the end just so we could like tie this up in a nice bow is um like he's one of those directors <laughs> where like no matter what the movie he's gonna make like you're gonna go see it because it's christopher nolan not because of like it's a thing that you know like he's gonna do the same thing over and over again like he's like one of those directors where the name value his name alone is gonna get people in the seats you know what i mean so that's why i brought him yeah, up, yeah. you know what i mean like and i was gonna ask you like do you think he's in those, like, list of directors? Because Tarantino still does that. Like, he sells the movie on his name, not, like, the movie that he's going to make. I mean, he does do that, too, but it's mostly a Tarantino movie. And, and Steven Spielberg does that and Martin Scorsese. So do you think he still has that? And Jordan Peele, too, who did it recently. Like, do you still think he does that as well? Or do you think that he still is proving himself to to get to that level? If I'm being honest, I, I'm... I think he has, you know, if people hear like, oh, Christopher Nolan or Steven Spielberg, they're like, yeah, that's just going to be a good ass movie. Those are some nice directors, you know, my uncle, my uncle is like that. You know, if he hears anything about Steven Spielberg, he will flip, dude, like I shit you not. And he, he won't even watch the movie. He'll just be like, oh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, it's good. You know? <laughs> You know, like he's yeah. gonna love it just because he's Steven Spielberg. Right. But you know, yeah, I think I think he has you know earned that kind of power. I'm not gonna lie. You think so? Yeah, yeah, for sure. These directors are like Jordan Peele and him. They're starting to like revitalize this new wave of like filmmakers coming in and conquering a lot of the movie genre. Um, even the female yep. actor uh, actresses that uh, are I like when an actor turns director like Bradley Cooper and Olivia Wilde just did it with Booksmart and. John Krasinski did it with A Quiet Place. It's like, I love story, and Jordan Peele with uh, Get Out and um, Us. Like, I love hearing those kind of stories because you can tell that those people, they've done it for so long that they know how to do it so, sometimes so much better. I mean, they're not better than any of those other directors, but I'm saying, like, they know how to really show what they learned. And I like seeing the progress and stuff like that. It's like watching a, your little kid yeah. because you've followed their careers for so long. And um, I love all those actors turned directors. And um, I think a lot of people, like, if, even him and Adam McKay and Jordan Peele, like, they're, like, the new version of those kinds of, like, older, um, really more reputable directors. And um, I really like the, that. I, it's, like, 
I know that film film isn't dead because we still have people selling the films as in like the way when you heard like a Scorsese film in the seventies or a Spielberg film in the eighties, you went. You didn't care what the movie was, you just went because either that was the only movie playing or you knew that was going to be the biggest movie and you had to watch it so you can talk about it. So to me, that gives me hope as a filmmaker because I want to be able to sell the movie on me as a director and as uh, as the the people that I work with. It's like, hey, damn, this this kid is amazing. He's going to he's gonna make it. I'm going to go. I'm going to trust him. Like, I want people to trust me. You know what I mean? So I guess that's why yeah. I, I like the idea that it's still around and that people still go for the directors and their vision and not for because, oh, they know what the movie's about or they've seen the sequel or the preview to it and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they're going because it's the yeah. person. And um and the people they're working with, too, they go for the people. So, I don't know. I like that. But I guess, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on anything that we talked about today, Steven? Um, no, that that's about it. All right, cool, cool. But cool. Uh, you, had, you did ask me if I was uh, starting anything, and I think I'm going to start my own YouTube thing with uh, with Brandon, man. Damn, Me bro. And Brandon are probably gonna. He said, "Damn, bro, gee, thanks for the invite." Right. <laughs> no, but I think that's no. cool. Cause I would, I, yeah. I'm kind of just glad that my friends are doing something in the industry. Like, it's not only me doing Thank it. You, you know what I mean? So I'm really proud of both Whoa. of them. I'm not gonna lie. Me. I'm not gonna lie. You inspired us, dude. You inspired us. Me? You inspired I haven't me. even that's, seen Brandon in so long, bro. How did I inspire anybody, that's, bro? You inspired me, man. If oh, anything, I, you, I like, I got inspired by you and I pushed him back. Man, bro. You're and, like, hey. But I mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest, <laughs> if I'm being honest, we probably, we're not going to start for a while because we're going to do it on like, on like maybe cars or something, you know, who knows? We don't know yet. Right. That's cool. That's cool. Clyde, dude, y'all getting into it and shit. And um, that's the same way me and my friend were like, we just kind of went with it and see where it led us. So honestly, this is like yeah. kind of like one of those processes where you get to just try and keep trying it, whatever you want to do, honestly, until you build, find an audience that you're proud of. So right and with you, the way you guys you gotta, are, I know you guys will find a, an audience quick. So um, I wouldn't be too worried about like how it will turn out because I know it's going to turn out good. But yeah, bro, you just keep killing it. Keep killing the game. And um, is there anything you want to say to the audience before we uh, close it out? Um, support your local bodega. That's about it. <laughs> Last thing you want to say, and uh, I'm gonna go say support your local movie theaters and your local movies, and um, always remember that oh. the, the little films need the big films, and the big films need the little films. Uh, so very true, very keep, true. Keep supporting all movies, uh, and keep having fun at the movies. And this has been Anchor Movie Talk with William Christian Praise and. My esteemed guest of today, Stephen Franco. <laughs> Thank you, and have a wonderful evening. To too much like newer stuff to geek out on, mm -hmm. um, just because I am I'm cast in a production of Macbeth. So right now, all I'm geeking out about is Shakespeare. All right, that's really cool. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. So yeah, uh, if anybody's in the Chicagoland area, a uh, new place, Shakespeare. Look at look that. <laughs> That's really uh, so cool. A bit of a plug there. Yeah. And um, uh, is there uh, any type of? Well, did you do? You, uh, did you? Didn't you watch Game of Thrones? Don't you watch Game of Thrones? You're the guy yeah. who liked Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Let me Thrones. give like give me like a a three words or like uh two three sentences of like how you felt about the the ending of Game of Thrones since we've seen it in its entirety. Uh, 
Yeah, it. Trying to trying to compress this all. all it right. was too. They should have given it more move to breathe. Basically, uh-huh. is what I think. I think it ended fine. Right. Like the things that happened made sense. Like I am nowhere near um, anywhere. Like a lot of people are really, 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 really mad right. about it. And as if it's their own thing, which it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. We can get into a different philosophical conversation about that right. later. But it definitely like it. I've seen I've seen um, opinions where they should have talking about how they could have um, split this into two seasons mm-hmm. to give more time to these characters, right. more time especially to Cersei to do more things than just stand around and look smug. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think either they needed to do, like, give more time to, like, finish up the White Walker story to make them, a, like, a major threat that lasted more than a night. And then, <laughs> like, night. <laughs> yeah. then and spend more time on the war that like they could have like brought the war like across all of Westeros right. and made a huge thing for the battle for the Iron Throne. Mm. But they made it into one battle and they could have done a lot more with it. Um so yeah I'm a little disappointed by it. I feel like another one small critique another critique I would put on is that I really wish they could have figured out some way to intertwine the ending of Game of Thrones with the ending like the white walk the white walker story with the iron throne story and have those like come together right. and end at the same time yeah. that i think i don't know how they would have done that um but i'm saying like that would have been yeah yeah for sure that, figuring out a way to do that would have been the best ending right. but i'm super excited for the game of thrones prequel yeah yeah definitely and um those guys are tapped to be doing Star Wars, so I'm also really excited to see what they do with that. And yep. um, I I hope that um, everyone, I mean, I hope everyone has a really good day today. Anyone that's listening, and I appreciate you guys listening. Again, Chandler, I appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your thoughts and your perspectives on, on film and media, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come talk with me, come chat with me, and um, hopefully I can bring you back on the show uh, whenever you're available and whenever you're free. And um, just thanks for doing this, man. I very much appreciate it, for real. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. And you are such an amazing guest. Oh, my gosh. You did half my job for me. Next time you're going to host, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to be the guest. (laughs) You're too good at this to not have your own podcast. That's what I'm trying to say, basically. Um, I think that that, uh, you... If you had your own podcast, I think you'd have more views than you, more views than me, because I think the way you you speak and the way you talk about things so adequately and yeah, always add a f- fact with um opinions and find a way to mix the two with such gravitas, so to speak. Um, I think that's really really like cool that you can do that, and the way you do it is really really cool too. Um. I just like it, dude. I just think, like, you're the best at this shit, and I think you should honestly have your own podcast in a way and, and be a host. Uh, I would love, for, like, watch. After a couple episodes and you get comfortable, I'm probably going to one day have, like, you do the intro for me so I don't have to do it, and you could just do the intro, and then I'll be your guest. Because that is some good shit, man. That is some really good shit, basically. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, you again, man, and uh, I appreciate it. All right. And um, do you have anything left to say to the audience before we sign off? Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, 
you know, and uh, make sure you tune into the next episode. I don't know when that is. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you soon. We are signing.